BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Psychological and philosophical treaties on how man pictures time. How do you picture a year? Seriously, when, when I say to you a year, how do you picture it? Do you picture it as a ruler with uh, the months marked off like January, February, March, and, and the first of the month is a little notch on the ruler, a straight line thing? Do you picture Yeah, that's a good question. You know, they, they, they uh, oh, there, there, is a, there is a new type of psychological testing where they, pe- they ask people their concept of abstractions of that type. And so they say to you, how do you picture love? Well, the answer that you give to such a question is not to be sneered at. Uh, How do you... Oh, that's kind of scared you, didn't it? You never thought we'd do such a show on Friday, did you? All right, I see. We're getting ready to to, uh, shift the gears here. We're going to... Gonna take out the ashes. Uh, that reminds me, please, Corny, would you bring out a little people music, please? Oh, here we go. Mm. All set. sticking your tongue out. Oh, you mean the pop of the microphone? Well, that's all part of the orchestration. That wakes them up out there. Uh, <laughs> especially wakes the engineering department up here. Would you uh, please oh, hold it now. Hold people music in, in abeyance there. Now, I have to get back to this piece here. The very serious piece. Jimmy sent me along this thing. And uh, boy, if it isn't ever fascinating. Real scary little bit. Now, let's go back to Big Brother. And the concept of being constantly observed. Now, we sat there, for those of you who saw the picture or those of you who read uh, the book or might have uh, seen, they, they, they did it on television, I think, one time. You know, the, Do you know that the time that they did 1984 on British television, which was a few years back when TV was really starting to get going and feel its oats, that they did 1984 on British television and it practically caused riots all over the country. Are you aware of that? Because he was so close to the truth, George Orwell. And Orwell predicted that eventually this big brother type government would keep people under constant surveillance. Now, it's quite natural for anybody, you know, reading the reading this thing to think, oh boy, you know, how come the people stood for that? I mean, they, they must uh, 
Gee, that's terrible. It's wild. It's awful. Well, uh, I guess what Orwell did not see, perhaps, was that almost all of these innovations of surveillance and observation and all these big, great new uh, technological achievements would all be hailed as a further step in eventual progress. Do you know that today, and this is the this is the current, let's see, is it current? No, it's an old copy of Popular Science. Uh, Jimmy sent me December '65. Apparently, he picked it up in the basement somewhere, and uh, and and uh, that even makes it scarier. That as far back as December '65, there was a major, there is a major city, I shouldn't say was, that has mounted all over town in secret spots in town, a major city has got mounted in secret spots and they're shielded so nobody really knows where they are it has got 24 hour a day automatic continually operating television cameras to keep an eye on the population and at police headquarters they can switch from one section to the other and they can just quietly watch and see what's going on Big Brother is watching you. Now, the first question that arises, is this in some some fanatical dictatorship country? Is this in some place beyond the Iron Curtain? Is this in some medieval city ruled by a despot of the 20th century? Where would you guess this is? Where would you guess this is? Oh, by the way, it's all done for the best of all possible reasons. It is supposedly, and I, and I guess it really is. It's to keep an eye for crime and you know, to watch out and see that people don't do. But the sinister quality of it is, who defines crime ultimately? Could crime become uh, thinking wrong thoughts? Could crime become... Uh, saying wrong things? Could it become? Who knows what it could become? What city do you think this is? Right now, at this moment, at this hour, that city has television cameras constantly trained on all the streets of various sections of the town. And they have monitor cameras and they can switch from one to the other. Big Brother is kind of just keeping an eye on things. Just keeping an eye on things. And the article goes on to say that several major cities in the United States are studying the results of the surveillance system and could very well have them in operation in the next couple of years. What city is this? Big Brother is just kind of keeping an eye on things, friends, for your own good. <laughs> All right, what city is that? When you, when you, isn't that a fascinating story? All right, we won't even tell you. I'm forever blowing bubbles. You know, there, there is a peculiar, uh, undeniable fascination that you feel for observing other people at a distance. You know, I think this lies behind our secret our secret enjoyment of the theater. What is the theater, after all, but, but legalized official uh, voyeurism? 
It's legalized, official, ritualized peeping Tomism. And, 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 and everybody has a secret desire to become a peeping Tom. You know, it's, it's, it's secretly there, even though we don't want to admit it, to creep up and peer into windows of other people's houses and look in. And, and are you interested in watching somebody wash his hands? I doubt it. Are you interested in seeing people sitting around playing peeny knuckle? I doubt it. Uh-huh. Have you noticed that almost all of our dramas, particularly our movies today, revolve around one single human act? Is it washing hands? Is it playing pinochle? And and the more and the more completely that is realized on the screen or on the stage, uh, the more it is applauded. As we are getting closer and closer to true frankness on the screen. Which means we're getting closer and closer to true voyeurism. And we have all kind of agreed, you see, we shake hands. So it's, it's there, let's face it, there is a secret desire that everybody has. Now come on, let's admit it, and don't you, I can just see this little old lady in Staten Island say, Mr. Shepherd, I have the slightest desire. My husband Charles is offended by what you've just said. Why, my husband Charles, of course, I did buy him a telescope last year for his birthday, but he uses it only to look at the sky, which happens to be just above the apartment house across the street where that girl happens to live, and it's a nasty thing she said the other day to that policeman. But however... <laughs> uh, you know that you know one of the big, uh, big hobbies in this city... One of the truly big hobbies in the city is to own these big telescopes. Have you seen them for sale all around, all over the place? You don't think that anybody's watching, believe me, uh, the, the, the third ring of Jupiter from his apartment house on, uh, on East 21st Street. I mean, it ain't easy to see Jupiter from any place. I doubt whether he, he could big 10-inch telescope with a tripod and the whole scene. The only thing he can really see is the housing project across the road. And, and this is becoming, you know, it's becoming a very big hobby. Oh, sure. So to, to carry that further, the idea of Big Brother is really a natural idea. It, it, it stems out of that deep little subterranean thing of man, you know, that secretly likes to watch his fellow man. Now, if he can make it a, a good thing, if he can make it somehow official, that makes it even better. And so if we can all agree that it's a serious play by... A Tennessee whoopee and that fantastic scene in the second act where the guy rips the clothes off the chick and, and uh, she screams and the, you know, the whole scene. If we can pretend that it's an art form, then we're going to like it even more <laughs> because we're, we're, we're really having our cake and eating it too. You'll excuse the expression. You see, we're, we're, we're really, we're really involved in something that, uh, that we subterraneanly, if there is such a word, deep down in the vastnesses of our soul, we want to do anyway. And so the concept of, of Big Brother peering uh, at you is, is not really uh, so alien to our nature, if you're really honestly going to admit it. Uh, you like to think of yourself, though, as Big Brother doing the peering. Now, if you were allowed to do the peering, you'd like it. But if you were on the other end of the telescope, I'm not so sure you'd dig it. You know? But uh, nevertheless, uh, did I ever tell you about my friend, my electronic friend? I remember a peculiar Sunday afternoon I had one day. Uh, I've got this friend who really is uh, a, a genuine, you know, everybody says he, he has a friend who's a nut on electronics. And, and I happen to be an amateur radio operator, and I've done a lot of electronic work myself. But this guy is truly a dedicated electronics 
uh, nut. He really is a fanatic. He's got that monkey on his back. In fact, so much so. Can you imagine this, Corny? He's got in his closet, and he lives in a penthouse. It's a big, old, sprawling apartment. And when we think of penthouse, most people think of this very jazzy place. But it's just a big, old, sprawling building on the top of another old building, really, is what he lives in over on the west side. Big, sprawling place. And he's got a closet. Now, in his closet, he has picked up somewhere on the uh, surplus market, he's picked up an old signal core radio teletype. And he's got this radio teletype all hooked up with a magnificent receiver, big antenna and the whole thing. And day and night, he monitors the various international world news services. So at 3 o'clock in the morning, you ding, 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 ding. He's got his own little newsroom, and he tunes in Radio Pravda. He tunes in Reuters. Oh, yeah, he can get them all, you see, and it, it comes right in on his printer. And he sits there all day long, watches his news thing. Now, what else does he have? Well, I, I'm over there one day, and he says, where do you see this? Where do you see what I got? He says, now, watch this. And he goes over to his television set. He's got a big TV set in the corner, and it's color. Big, 24-inch, naturally, a genuinely dedicated nut of electronics has got to have colors. So he's got a big 24-inch color set. And he says, now watch this. He says, now wait, wait right here. Now don't, don't move. And I'm sitting there and the TV set warms up and I see the, the, the background noise start coming in. You know, those little yellow and green and red dots and all that of the color set. And then all of a sudden, I can't believe it. It is coming into focus. I see this scene. I look at it. It's obviously no television show. And it's just sitting there like that. Scene. And I can hear the sound. And what is the scene of? Well, the scene is of all the rooftops, and it's focused on a roof across somewhere on the west side of town. I'm looking at the top of a building. I'm looking at a roof in color. Get this. And I can hear the horns of the traffic. I'm looking at this thing, and I think, you know, it's, it's like the opening scene of Naked City or something. And that's it. just sits there. And I'm watching this thing. Fascinated, and then I see the, the there's a little uh, like a chicken coop on top of this building in a little ventilator type building. You see the the door the door opens and a couple of kids come out and they start yelling, running around. I'm watching them, and then a chick comes out and she walks around on the roof and she has a towel and she lays the towel down and she takes a, a pillow and puts it down and she stretches out. She's getting some sun. I'm watching this in color. So for crying out loud, what is this? And then the door opens, and in comes my friend. He says, how do you like it? I said, well, it's pretty great, I guess. <laughs> uh, gee, where, where is that? I said, where is that? He says, well, come here. I'll show you where it is. Now, now, come on up. Now, remember, he's in a penthouse. And so with that, he gives me a pair of binoculars, I'll tell you, that must have weighed 40 pounds. I mean, they're the kind, you know, that has shoulder straps and headrests and big things. All of you know, they strap on your eyes and the whole business. He says, now, come here, watch. And so he focuses this thing and he says, now, you see in that building, the third one from the end over there, right next to the park? And I focus it in and I says, yeah. Oh, I see. Well, that's the same place. I said, how are you getting it on the TV set? He says, come on up on the roof, look. And out on the roof, he had a television color camera, a little one. A Japanese transistorized type camera it was all focused. He had a big Zoomar lens. <laughs> and I says, what in the hell do you do with all this stuff? He said, oh, I just like to look. Just like to look. I said, well, what do you look at? Oh, just look. 
No, he's not. He's not a peeping Tom. He would just look at the neighborhood. He just had it to them. I says, well, why don't you go to the window and look out? You can see it out. Look out the window. He says, but somehow it's different now. And you know, he's right. As long as I could sit there and look at this thing, at this scene, and it was in a TV screen and it was surrounded by glass, somehow I did not have any sense of of uh, conscience. I didn't feel that I was peeking at someone. I was looking at a picture. And that's a very subtle difference. And and everybody, who, who can get mad at you looking at a picture? It's coming out of a big 24-inch set with a teakwood cabinet with gold knobs. You know? <laughs> I says, do you realize the possibilities of this thing, Jerry? He says, ha, ha, ha. I says, no. He says, yep. I was for crying out loud. In color? Yeah. You know, I'm pretty good at electronics. I said, holy smokes. And then he says, watch this. I said, you mean there's more? He says, yeah. And he has this little push button. He pulls out from under the set. It's on a long cord. And he goes, eh. And I see the scene shifting. He's got it motor driven. And it sweeps the horizon. It goes, and he can sit in his house and he can sweep the whole horizon. He can see whatever he wants to see all over town, see. And then, then he says, oh, oh wait, wait, watch this now. And I says, what, what are you going to do now? He says, okay, now you see that building over there? And I says, yeah. He sweeped over now to another building, see. He says, watch this. And he presses the other button and it automatically zooms in. It goes, wow. And here you are. You got, Boom, you zoomed right in on a window. And the window covers the whole screen. What a zoom on lens. I says, gee whiz, this is fantastic. This is amazing. He says, oh, I'm just, just starting. He says, now, he says, you want to see something really fascinating? I says, yeah, Jerry. He says, watch this. He goes over to the set, and he's got the volume, see? And he starts turning on the volume, and then he pulls out another push button, and he starts fiddling around with it. And all of a sudden, he starts bringing in these sounds. He has a micro microphone up on the roof, you know, the kind with the parabola? He, the kind that they use in big stadiums where they can pick up the sound of a referee talking to a football player. Have you ever heard him do that a thousand yards away? He picks up the sound of these people, and you can hear this lady getting supper ready. And she's a good mile away. He's focused it on, and he's got her on the, on the, on the color screen, and she's talking. You can hear her talking, bang, banging pots, and you hear the water running. I said, Jerry, this is terrible. He says, you know, I've been, I've been, give me a little of that uh, Big Brother music there. He says, uh, you know what I've been experimenting with lately? And I said, no, what, Jerry? He says, well, I've been experimenting with uh, x-ray television. He says, you know, these walls get in the way. I said, Jerry. He said, yep, in color. I said, for crying out loud, Jerry, I have always heard of Big Brother. But Jerry, uh... <laughs> I, I didn't know that I'd meet him one day. Oh, he says, oh, no, I'm not Big Brother. He says, I'm more like a little nephew, actually. I'm just kind of little nephew. And so everywhere you go, you may be this very moment. You may be this very instant under surveillance. Yes, 
your life itself may be bugged by somebody who's just a fun-loving person. He's not out for evil. He's not out to get the goods on you. He's just having fun. Have you seen those ads in the back pages of the Times, back there in the silly section? Just have fun. Listen in on the conversations of your neighbors with this parabolic microphone. Pick up amazing sounds, stuff that you never thought was going on in your neighborhood. Yes, it's a wonderful new hobby. <laughs> Eavesdropping. Oh, yeah, you can get the telephone tapping equipment. You can buy yourself rifles now that don't have bullets in them. They have microphones at the end, and they have crosshairs, and they have built-in parabolas, and you can focus for miles. You can even buy yourself infrared equipment so that you can do it in total darkness. It's a fascinating new hobby. How much time do we have? There we go. All right, gang. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Happy Friday, gang. And if you want to come and watch me, I mean, if you if you prefer to be, uh, you know, big brother yourself, you want to come and watch me make a fool of myself. Uh, oh, it's just fantastic. I'm going to play Adam. I'm going to play Abel. I'm going to play Cain. I'm going to play the Thunder God. I'm going to play uh, the Earth, Mother Earth. I'm going to play the Firmament. Uh, or I may even go so far as to play the Universe. So uh, come on down to the limelight tomorrow night. We'll be there from 10.30 until midnight. If you can't make it, we will broadcast this magnificent effort of the theatrical arts. Tomorrow night, beginning at 10.30 on this, your fantastic station. By the way, we have techniques now to listen through your radio set to what's going on in your house. Oh, oh wow. Come on, go, gang. We're listening. Go ahead.